universal control. Your Mac runs your iPad. Your Mac runs your other Mac. It's just total ecosystem escalation. And this is how it works. Sponsored by CuriosityStream. YouTube says 70% of you watching still haven't subscribed. So hit that button and bell and we can build the best community in tech together. Time was, if you slid your iPad right up next to your Mac and you wanted to control it, you had to reach over and do it directly. Tap, type, swipe like an animal. But now with the upcoming Mac OS Monterey and iPad OS 15 feature, you can just take it over, completely over with universal control. It's a continuity technology like handoff, universal clipboard and sidecar. And it has the exact same requirements as sidecar in terms of Bluetooth radios and Apple custom accelerator chips. And then let's say you have your MacBook and you get a shiny new iPad, and you log into it with your Apple ID, as soon as you bring those two devices into proximity, they'll pair using Bluetooth low energy. The pairing is done out of band, which means it's separate from any other kind of communications, and it's end-to-end encrypted using Apple's push notification service protocol, APNS, which is the system responsible for all the internet-based notifications you get on all of your Apple devices. So. Just imagine your MacBook and iPad start sending these secret little iMessages between them to set everything up for you. And then once that pairing happens, each device generates a symmetric key that's encrypted using 256-bit AES, just really strong encryption. And each stores that in its own keychain, which is a system Apple uses to securely store all of its credentials, including passwords. And those keys are then used to encrypt and authenticate the Bluetooth low energy broadcast between all of those devices. Apple also measures things like time of flight or how long the transmission takes between your devices to make sure your iPad really is close to your Mac. In other words, you have physical possession and oversight of both devices, but also to make sure some theoretical evildoer isn't sitting in the middle trying to record the broadcast on one end and relay or replay it on another device on the other end or some evil roommate isn't sitting in one room trying to figure out what you're doing on the other device in the other room. All of that just to say Apple's goal here is privacy and security. But once the pairing is established and secured, your devices then use Bluetooth LE to advertise their current activity, protected by 256-bit encryption in Galois counter or GCM mode, which helps balance the security with the performance you need to do things like this. And not just to sync data, like you'd see with Google Docs open on two computers at the same time, but the activity and state, the actual activity and state of what you're working on. And it's how you can now drag the cursor on your Mac to the very edge of the screen and then keep on dragging and have it pop up on your iPad. And that's it. You're in universal control mode. That's all, zero setup. Now, yes. You do have to start the drag on your Mac, which is a drag. You can't initiate, you can't start universal control on the iPad, at least not yet. But once you start that drag on your Mac, the way Apple figures out where your iPad is relative to your Mac is very, very take a pencil into space. I'm sure they prototyped all sorts of time of flight scenarios and acoustic pattern models to try to figure out exactly where in time and space each device was relative to each other. And I'm just as sure that eventually every device will have a U1 or similar chip in it and will just automatically know where every other device is always. But for now, Apple is just counting on us to know, the human behind all those screens, and that the direction we drag the cursor in is a direction where the iPad is. And yeah, if you just 
happen to be Captain iPad or Osmandius or something and have multiple iPads set up on the same side of your Mac, it'll just assume you want to use whichever of those iPads you last used, whichever last registered activity on the continuity system. And then Apple switches from Bluetooth LE to their own peer-to-peer, don't call it Wi-Fi direct ad hoc wireless connection, similar to how it handles AirDrop or Handoff or Sidecar. That connection is encrypted using TLS, which exchanges and verifies your iCloud identity certificates and from then on just sends any large data payloads over Wi-Fi because so much faster. At that point, you can just swipe straight through and start controlling your iPad from your Mac, or you can use that initial cursor indicator, the Mac or iPad icon on it, to adjust the level for the cursor. So if your iPad is slightly higher or lower than your Mac, you can set what you wanna be considered level default. So when you begin swiping back and forth, the cursor stays exactly where you expect it to stay. And from then on, your Mac mouse or trackpad can just control your iPad as if it were the iPad's mouse or trackpad. It doesn't take over the display like AirPlay or Sidecar and make it just another display for your Mac. It's still your iPad, still running iPadOS in every way. Just Ashnaz Dabatuluk, one trackpad and keyboard to rule them all. And universal control also acts as a visual interface for the universal clipboard. So instead of having to copy something on your iPad and then paste it over on your Mac, you can just drag it from your iPad and drop it right on your Mac. And you can also slide in another iPad if you want, or another Mac, like a fancy new M1 iMac, whatever. Then you can control everything with either one of the Mac's trackpads, mouses, or keyboards. And yes, I said mouses, Wikipedia it. Even drag and drop across any and all of the desktops. Now, there's also AirPlay for Mac to talk about, but that's a real tangent for this video. So I'll save that for the extended Nebula cut where I don't have to worry about YouTube view durations or retention or views per viewer or any of that algorithmic stuff. It's where I post all of my videos ad-free, sponsor-free, and many of them with extended bonus content that just wouldn't fit on YouTube. Sometimes twice or three times as long, like event reactions, interviews, explainers, and more. And you can get a Nebula subscription bundled in for free when you sign up with curiositystream.com slash Ritchie, or just click the link in the description. And right now, because you watch this channel, you can get that bundle for 26% off, less than 15 bucks a year, less than the price of a fancy bistro burger for a whole entire year. And that includes their thousands of amazing documentaries and series like Work in Progress, which explains how the very concept of work can and will evolve in the future as well as all the ad-free and often extended videos on Nebula from MKBHD, TechAlter, Jordan Harrod, Ali Abdal, Real Science, Legal Eagle, and so many more for over 26% off, less than $15 a year. Just click the link in the description or go to curiositystream.com slash Ritchie. And clicking on that link really helps out this channel. Here's another deep dive, this time into Apple's brand new private relay feature, and also a video the YouTube algorithm thinks you'll enjoy even more. Yep, it's human versus machine. So let me know which one you picked and I'll see you in that video.